I am the Animist, and you are watching the Video and Company Podcast, a podcast where we talk about running a video production business. Today we have Stephen Berlin. The dude's major talented. We actually got connected through the show. He has a lot of words of wisdom. We talk about Instagram and Vimeo, how they help and hurt, inspiration, influences. So check it out. Here's Stephen Berlin. Just like uh, hit me with a like your name, where you're from, what you do now, um, maybe like a little backstory into like how you got there, and like what's your what's your like main thing, like what's your thing. What's up? My name is Stephen Bertelin. I currently live in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Born and raised in Orlando, Florida, though. Um, I've been doing video since high school. Actually, that's how I got into it. Uh, we moved to a new county and we needed a, I needed an extra elective. So my dad put down video production and then, you know, ended up loving it. So stuck with it throughout. Um, currently do a mix of stuff. I work full time at a church right now. So it's a, it's a wide uh, range of things, but really like to focus on music videos and moving more towards like, uh, like commercials and things like that. Um, I didn't even know you did the church thing until yesterday when we texted. It's a smaller church. Not, it's a large church, but not to the scale of like elevation that I work at. So I'm, I'm pretty much the sole videographer there, the filmmaker. So I'm doing a lot of that. So yeah, uh, testimony videos, as well as like those cinematic, uh, teasers and promos. I did one for a series we call deeper, which I, I like a lot, did a whole underwater scene. So I had to put the camera underwater. So yeah, that was sick. Yeah. And that was just a, you know, intro to the message kind of thing. Like how, how'd you get into the church? Uh, and are you are you ahead of the team? Yeah, so I'm I'm lead. We don't have anyone else on staff who's underneath me, but I'll pull in like people who want to help or or people who are interested in learning. Um, so that's pretty much um, the only team that I lead would be like on a volunteer base, um, or or uh, if it's a bigger project, I'll hire in some other filmmakers from the area. Okay, that's really cool. And um, how long have you been with this particular location? Um, coming on three years, July will be three years. Okay. That's hefty. Yeah. You shot something, I want to say it was like two weeks ago. It was like right before all this mess and it was with a uh, Ursa mini and a steady came up. Is that the music video that you were talking about? Yeah. So that's, I was a uh, camera operator slash, uh, I don't know, like kind of, it was a small set. So we all did a mix of things. I was pulling focus and then operating camera. Um, but that's with a friend of mine, Dominic Panico. He's uh, he's up in Milwaukee. He's another filmmaker. Um, but he got contacted for to, by somebody to shoot a music video. And then he had me come on and help with that project. Oh, okay. So you didn't, um, you didn't have to like deal with any of the booking stuff or any of like the... No, that was just kind of go up and help set up and shoot, you know, kind of yeah. thing. So how, how often do you do like side work outside of the church? Uh, pretty regularly. I feel like those are the things that kind of keep me, uh, I don't want to say sane, but it's like where I can explore more routes because at the church, you know, I'm kind of stuck within a specific mold. So I have like a side project called birdie sessions, which is a playoff of my last name. Um, and I bring an artist from the area and do two songs, live sessions, and we film it, put it up on YouTube. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that when it uh, you first, I think it was when you first came out with it. Um, but it reminded me a lot of that Colors YouTube channel. But it was way more like moodier rather than just like, just mad bright. Yeah, the their whole like pastel bright color kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, which I've tried to shift a little bit, a little bit from that, because I've gotten some people saying like, "Oh, it reminds me of of the color session." I was like, "Well, I don't want to get too close to like their territory, kind of thing." I mean, it's a colored backdrop, like yeah, that's I know. the it's one <laughs> thing, you know. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's like, dude, how can they just come in here and be like, "Oh yeah, we all we just own color backdrops. <laughs> like, we can no longer do color backdrops. No one else can use color backdrops." Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so tell tell me more about that. Um, so, I mean, I got a, I've always had a passion for music, but not a musician. So I was like, how can I mix my world with this other world that I like, but have no knowledge of? Um, and I've always like, all my friends have always been musicians. So it always seems like I was in that world. Like I understand it. And I've always wanted to do this since like back living in Florida. And, uh, it kind of just felt like the timing was right. And, you know, went forward and did it. And a lot of things it, it was a really cool experience you know a lot of musicians were like this is a like great thing that you're doing for like the area and all that so it's do cool. they pay you no it's all like free everything's free it's where, where do you film it at um i have some friends here who own a studio and they let me use it for free so it's kind of like you know i had full opportunity to do it without really much overhead cost so i was like all right it seems like the right time to do it yeah well that's cool has it been doing well because I, I haven't checked I know about the Instagram account. I don't know if you have like a YouTube channel for it. Do you? Yeah, I have a YouTube channel for it. I mean, it's it's got, since the new year, I was like, we were hustling and trying to find the next artist to go. And then like coronavirus hit. And I was like, well, I guess, because we had a band from um, New Mexico lined up to come. Uh, they were on tour and I, I hit them up and we're like, hey, you guys are going to be in the Chicago area because I'm only an hour from Chicago. Oh, okay. um, So I was like, you, if you guys want to come through the studio and film and they're like, yeah. And then like three days before they were supposed to come, they're like, hey, the tour got canceled and we can't make it. So kind of putting all that on hold until, um, you know, all this clears up and people can go outside again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know too many tours that got canceled um, yeah. because of this. But um, I, I, you know, for some reason, I assumed that you were uh, charging for it, which because I, I know some people in town that do something like that off and on. Um, yeah. But. I think it's really cool that like you're so close to a huge metro area and yeah. you have the ability to like i don't see why any artist would see the quality and you'd be like hey like this is kind of just like pro bono it's like it kind of seems like a dope opportunity especially that if there's yeah. no overhead yeah for sure it's kind of like uh you know i'll give you some material you give me some material we all get to have fun and create some things some yeah. stuff you know so and i mean like even if because you never know when someone you know like I, I was at this bar and this band was playing. I was like, who is that? Like, wh where are they from? Like, this is, this should be on the radio. And they're like kind of a, nobodies, you know, the kind of people that have like 5,000 followers on Instagram or whatever. So they're not like huge. Um, but like at any moment they could just pop off. And if they like, you know, right as they pop off, they like tag you in a video on Instagram. It's like that, that could really change your career. Exactly. So I'm always trying to work with bands where I see like potential in them and they're hustling, going, trying to make something happen. So it's not kind of like I'll, I've had people message me on like the birdie account and be like, Oh, I'd love to come in for a session. I'll listen to their stuff. I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe not kind of thing, but yeah. you know, I gotta, gotta withhold a brand in a way, you know, but, uh, I know exactly how, it, how you feel about that. Cause like, and especially like, it's even harder when it's a paid thing. Like when someone's like, hey, I will give you money to like shoot my music video and I listen to their stuff. It's like, it's gotta be a lot of money, bro. Like this is not good. You, you gotta really make me wanna do it. <laughs> Be before this whole thing, um, 
it was kind of, it was a bit of a tactic just to like make sure that my schedule was particular but now it's kind of like i think everybody's just trying to eat but at the same time not too many people are trying to spend money it's weird it's weird it everybody thinks that like oh dude work has just stopped and it's like i don't really think so i mean you're busy right i'm like i'm shocking shocked at how busy i am it's not like breaking down the doors but it's like consistent you know, uh, yeah i think it's like That's really great, different yeah. for everybody yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm grateful that I still ha I have a full time job um, that I can work from home and still get paid and, you know, not have to worry too much. So you're not having to go there and actually like do any of the live streams just for the, I only go in for like if I have to film something. So I was I was there yesterday, pretty much all day filming material for Easter. Um, so it's but anything that's post production is all from home. So the people that like have paid you for music videos, how did they reach out to you? Like, how did they find you? Mostly through uh, Instagram, really. So it's, it, I'll do a music video for somebody. And that's kind of why I do passion projects because every time I've done a passion project, I've gotten messages for people who want a music video. Mm -hmm. So it, it always seems to, to pay off in the end. Like, all right, I'll do this one for free. And it, people, their fan base will see it and then people who follow them will see it and then I get usually hit up for some more projects. That seems to be the case um, for sure. And are a lot of them regional or are they local? Like, I guess being that close to the Chicago area, like you kind of have a good fish pool to pull from. Yeah, it's it's honestly great being, like Chicago and Milwaukee, they're both, they both have really good artists in them. So being right in the middle, I'm 45 minutes from Milwaukee and an hour from Chicago. So I'm right in the middle of them. So just being able to reach out and see if anyone wants to do something and then having people reach out to me, it's been great. And like, even from the birdie sessions, one of the artists is wanting to do a music video in summertime. So, and that's, a, that's a paid gig. So, you know, meeting artists through these free sessions, getting me business. So yeah, that's cool. I think that I, I love the birdie sessions. I really think that's super smart. Um, like the, and it's weird. Do you do, do you do like single shots or is it just multi-camera and you do different takes? Um, so I, every, we do, let me speak without stopping. Um, so we do each of their songs two times through, they do two songs. Uh, but I'll only use one take fully through cause I want it to feel, I want it to be as live as possible. Gotcha. But the first one is usually, you know, if they mess up, we get one more take. And then if they mess up in that second take, then it's like, well, that's, we got to live with that because you know, if you were performing live in front of an audience, that's what they would get. So, um, I want it to be as authentic as possible. So we have, uh, multiple cameras, usually th three cameras. If it's a bigger band, I'll put it up to, uh, nope, sorry. Uh, usually two cameras. And then if it's a band, I'll do three cameras. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's as live as possible. And what are you shooting on? Like, do you have a personal camera or do you kind of just borrow from work? Uh, I borrow from work. They got a better camera than I do. So that's, uh, uh, the C200 and C100. Those are kind of the primaries. Nice. Actually the studio that I do the birdie sessions at, they use all black magic. So they'll let me use them if I want to. And I just, I love the look of them and they're, they're great cameras. Are you, are you getting into like color grading at all? Or is it just pretty much cinematography? Um, no, I'm trying to grasp color grading more. That's why I, but when you did a poll like a, a few weeks ago and I, for, uh, what people want to learn, I was like, yo, teach me some color grading tips. Cause I need to figure that out. But I'm, I'm getting the hang of it. I want to switch over to DaVinci, um, versus like in total per Yeah. In total. I, I'm so glad that I, like, I've, 
I actually just deleted Premiere, finally. Um, Did you really? Yeah, and then I ran into issues because I used Premiere as a medium to go from uh, DaVinci to After Effects, and I figured out how to bridge the two without Premiere now, so I was like oh, so sweet. glad that I could delete it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a game changer. Like, a lot of the thing, you know, I'll hear some kids be like, I get ragged on for editing on Final Cut. I'm like, why? Like, it yeah. all just cuts stuff. You just cut stuff. Like, <laughs> exactly, that's all yeah. an editor does. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I don't like like gearhead people, where it's yeah. like, oh, you can you can only do it on on this one. And it's like, no, they all they all do the same thing. It's just a preference. Yeah. <laughs> I hate getting techie, but I always end up getting techie. I'm actually not. I feel like I'm not as techie as I should be. I I feel like I need to learn more of the technical side of things. <laughs> well, so like. What would you consider yourself like cinematographer is the thing that like you want to do forever or do you kind of start seeing because I'm assuming in your day job uh, in your like main full time gig that like you get to wear a lot of hats and you might see that there's a different um, department that you've kind of leaned more interested in or is like cinematography like camera department pretty much like your thing right now. Um, well, yeah, my full-time job, I, I, I'm the writer, director, you know, cinematographer, everything. Um, but so it's, it's nice cause I get to dabble and see which one I like, but I feel like I really like, um, writing aspect and directing aspect of it. Um, cause I've done, I've done projects where I've taken the step back and like how one of my friends DP it. Um, and then I just focus on the storyline that I wrote and trying to carry that through. And I just like the result a lot better. So I feel like that's that's probably where I'm gonna end up going down the road of maybe more directing role. Um, but as of now, I, lo- I love, you know, cinematography. It's great. <laughs> I, I, I really wish that I could get to the point, and I think it just has to be the right project where I can just give the camera completely to someone. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always feel like if the story's like nailed down in pre-production, yeah. like if we figured everything out and like we've had all the meetings, we've had all the phone calls, it should just kind of work. And I don't mind putting up lights and I could give the camera to someone, but it's all in theory because like I've yet to do it and I'm so terrified to do it. <laughs> it's scary because I mean, that's, that's like your project, your baby kind of thing. So giving it to somebody else and hoping that they capture the same thing that you're seeing in your head is it's a scary little step to take. Yeah, but, I mean it's it's a learning experience because I'm a I'm a non-confrontational person. So even on the project that I I stepped back and directed, um, like in editing, I was like, oh man, I should have said that there, and I should have said that. Um, but now I know for the next time, I'll be like, you know, <laughs> grow some balls and speak what you want. <laughs> I don't know if it was like a cinematographer, but it was film industry related, which I never really understood it until like recently. Is someone was quoted as saying, um, you need to stand up in what you believe in or believe uh stand up for whatever you believe in and i was like that seems a little too philosophical for (laughs) me talking about like crew members in a set but um i'm starting to realize like there's been tons of shoots like i think it started about like last year where i'd be on a shoot and i was like you need to add this light right over here or you need to tell them that like i'm hearing something in the audio and we need to like hold up for a second and I was just like too worried about time or yeah, how, how a client thought or how like a director thought about something. And I'm starting to realize I understand that quote now. He's saying like, when you see something you that you believe in, like within, within the set, like you need to stand up for it because those are the little 10% extra things that like really make the production so much better. For sure, yeah. I mean, cause I've, I've done that so many times where I've been 
you know, too nervous, too nervous to speak up, uh, of something. And then, you know, get to post and I'm like, man, I should have, I should have said something. What are like some of your biggest influences? Um, whether that's like in your just day to day, like this is my style, this is my technique, or like maybe even like where you want to go, you know? So, I mean, I want, I want to say like, uh, as, I, as far as people who influence me the most, I would say Jared Hogan, his style, which, you know, Charlotte based, yeah. um, his style is just insane. Great. And, you know, I feel like he, he cultivated a lot of trends that are coming out right now, just within style of shooting. Um, but, um, so that's probably one of the most influential, um, directors that I have right now. Um, I feel like I don't have any, like, I don't watch enough movies. I feel like yeah. all my, my influential directors are like these people that are probably in their mind still growing in their career. Um, like, like the mid realm, they're like, yeah, not, they're not like, obviously I would say like there's beginners, there's like people like us, there's like people like them. And then there's like deacons. So it's like yeah. four categories. I know exactly what you mean. I didn't even realize it until recently. I think it was like last month that Jared Hogan did the Joji videos. Yeah. I had no clue. So, and yeah, he just, he, he can do like any range and it's, he'll kill it. Yeah, I haven't seen White Male yet. That short film, have you heard about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I watched a little bit of it. It's a, it's a little weird. He changed it from he had one short film and he re-edited it to have like this completely different story. Oh, okay. I just saw like the, um, the art. The yeah, I guess just like the art from it, and I was like, this is gonna be unusual. I, I haven't yeah. taken the time yet though. I think it's, it's a little bit political. I think that was his, his goal. Oh, uh, I, I assumed. I assumed. <laughs> from the title, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's really cool. Like I didn't expect that answer at all. And I like how you mentioned that you don't watch too many movies because um, not that there's anything wrong with tons of films, watching tons of films. Like I'm a big film nerd um, and I've lately noticed I'm such a nerd for older stuff. But um, I don't know, like I love Ryan Connolly, no hate, but like him constantly going like, yo, Jurassic Park and you know, like just Steven Spielberg. And I'm like that, I don't know that doesn't I don't connect with that at all because um, that doesn't feel like cinema to me because I'm more of like a mumblecore guy so like you pull most of your influence from like people you see like pretty much on the path like ahead of the horizon kind of yeah I try not to pull too much influence from other like I guess videos I actually try try hard not to watch too many videos because I feel like I want to be able to develop my own style and if I watch too many videos that subconsciously is going to seep into it and yeah. I don't want I don't want, you know, my style to look too much like someone else's. So, like I feel like Pinterest is always my go-to cuz I'll just get I get I'll get inspiration off of a single frame from from Pinterest and then try to develop an idea off of that versus, you know, watching a bunch of videos or movies and all that. Yeah. I like that. Um I feel like I've been using Instagram a lot to just like steal frames where it's like we're going to take the top one from that one, the middle one from this one, and the third one from the... And it kind of, like, all comes together. Exactly. Um, and if you're definitely right that, like, watching too much is going to influence you. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, f I feel like I have, like, two... Like, I have... Uh, like, there's natural type, and then there's, like, moody. Yeah. And I feel like I could tell you, like, who looks like what 
in in those two categories and like i've i've started to believe that possibly my range is very small yeah. um, but i'm okay with it yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with having a small range i feel like that's just going to make you you better in that area versus you know it's the what's that saying that like um matt what is it I just completely forgot the saying. It's like uh, the master of none, but you know, you know. Oh yeah, jack of all know, trades. Jack of all kind trades, of master yeah. of none. Yeah. Um, but so I always, I, I like, I like that though. You know, try to hone in on what what is your strong suit, mm-hmm. um, and then grow in that. I mean, obviously you have to, you know, challenge yourself and add more to your your tool belt that you might not feel comfortable with, but you know. I think I think really just honing in on what you what you feel is your strong suit is is super key to kind of you know finding your own style and gaining your footing, for sure. Um, and with you like not checking like watching too many videos, like I know you're on Instagram because I see I see you on Instagram. Yeah. But um, like, do you think that you've noticed like obvious trends and some trends like within filmmaking that are just being like beat to death? Oh yeah, for sure. The whole like, uh like VHS look or the yeah. Super super grainy, which I mean, I'm guilty of doing both of those, but it's kind of like, you know, you got to do some things that are are trendy to you know, keep your your name up to a certain like level, I guess, but I don't know. I feel like the whole underexposed thing, and it's not that it's underexposed, it's that highlight worshipping. Yeah. Um I feel like it's gone too far a little bit. Like I remember reading it must have been like two or three years ago um, where someone called the Vimeo movement. They're like, oh, yeah, you just underexposed by two stops. Boom, you're good. And I'm looking at all these frames that I love so much, and some of them are like friends of mine. And it's like, bro, this is so dark. Like, I can see the neighbor's <laughs> house three blocks away out the window. Yeah, I mean, that that super, super dark is definitely one of those styles that I was just like, all right, guys, let's, let's venture out to something yeah. else. <laughs> But I mean, it, it feels like it won't stop. It feels like it keeps going, dude. I think it's, I feel like we see more things because we're in the industry. So we see it at the, the, the front end of the trend. And then it feels like it lasts way longer because you know, you're know you gonna have the people who are on the back end who are still creating it because that's their first time seeing it. Yeah. And it's nuts like, you know, gyms, classrooms, and a lot of living room shots. Like I'm talking like <laughs> Fortune 500 commercials it looks like this person sitting in their house with their lights off. Albeit, <laughs> I sit in my house with my lights off. But like seeing it on camera, it's like, how the hell did they get that producer to be okay with it yeah. being that dark? Like I try and try to get that dark on corporate or like commercial stuff. And they're like, this is dark. I'm like, yeah, I'll yeah. something on. <laughs> there, it depends on the corporation because the corporation that I work with here in Milwaukee, um, they're super, uh, I guess, progressive. So they're really trying to make things trendy and capture a younger audience. They're not. So, they're not trying to be so corporate of like wearing our suit and ties kind of thing. So a friend of mine who works there, um, his style is super moody, and they just kind of embrace that. And he brought his style to that corporation. So a lot of their promo material is is very dark, grainy, and it looks sick. And I think a lot of the the higher ups have a little bit of an issue with it, but the the person who's head of his department kind of always like fights for it. Um, yeah, but they're making dope content for a corporation. And how often have you been working with them? I know you said earlier on that you've kind of like done a little work with them. Yeah. Um, when was the first time 
I think the first time I worked with them was probably a little bit over a year ago. And it's been, um, I work with them probably two to three times a year. So it's not super frequent, but, um, they have me come for certain events or, um, for promotional stuff, but because I have a full-time job, I can't, you know, I can't always work with them all the time. So that kind of sucks. Cause I would have worked with them a lot more if I, if I didn't have a full-time job Does, and had to balance vacation hours. <laughs> do they kind of pretty much come to you with a price or do you, are you able to like help work in on that? No, they, I always just pitch them a price and they usually take it. So it's, it's really great. <laughs> That's a, I love having a client like that where it's just like, they, they understand it's like if you pitch them a reasonable price, they totally take it. They respect and understand the creative process and they care about a lot within their corporation, which is weird because it's like an automation company. They do they do robots for like, you know, warehouses that package things. So it's it's just weird, but hmm. they, they really care about their whole marketing side of things. Um, so they always awesome. come to me and yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> what, would you, uh, what would you say are a couple things that like might help anybody that's like listening and like you could, they could see us as those top of the horizon people, kind of the way we see a lot of like the people we look up to, like what, what would you say is something that like would be an easy way to like promote growth, uh, whether that be like in business or with the craft in general? One, I would say not, I know that this is probably cliche, but don't compare where you're at versus where someone else is at. Cause yeah. that will, that will stop you from growing at all. Cause you're just always going to think of yourself too lowly rather than being like, all right, I'm, I'm a work in progress. I can, I'm going to get to that point. Um, and even I, I've had to unfollow like a lot of people that I started to see as competition. Cause it wasn't like, it wasn't healthy. I follow, like, I still follow some, you know, DPs and directors like Jared Hogan or Ryan Booth because like, I know they're at where they're at and I don't see them. They're not competition. I see them as, you know, uh, influence. Um, so I've had to unfollow some people just cause they're like, all right, this is getting, I'm, I'm starting to gain like anxiety or just like thinking bad about myself because I'm, I'm comparing myself. I think that was like one of the best ways to answer that for sure. Um, I think I went through that like recently, like last year I had to unfollow a lot of people because I was getting frustrated with sometimes it was like their quality work and sometimes it was like dude they are getting gigantic jobs like how are they doing this yeah um, and it was like becoming unhealthy and i still catch myself doing it sometimes because i mean i'm sure there's probably people who look at us who think you know i could have done a better job at that project but For sure you know we got that project and we did what we can with it you know dude have you seen that meme um it was uh it was like adam levine from maroon 5 and the dude from tiger king <laughs> yeah you did where oh, it's like the, this is the, the frame and then your video yeah this is the frames yeah. and this is the video like when i saw that like i was like dude that's that's me that's me they're talking about i had that i had that same thought i was like oh my gosh is that me because i saw it was like this other like higher high up dp that i follow and i saw it on his story and i was like oh my gosh is that what like these these guys think of people who are at <laughs> our level of things. Uh, but that messed with me and I had to be like, nope, nope, keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, dude, like, if you look on Instagram, it's like, I, I'm i doing good. And then you watch the videos, it's like, bro, that's shaky. Bro, <laughs> like, you missed a cut. Like, yeah. what, what's happening? Like, yeah. that didn't sync for that one thing. And I'm like, dude, just cut yeah. me a break. But, but I feel like that's, good. I feel like as the people who are creating, you never like what you made. Because it's kind of the thing of, 
you know, when you see the sausage, how the sausage is made, you don't want to eat the sausage kind of thing. It's yeah. like, we've, we see all the work that went into it and we had this vision in our head. And if it didn't come out exactly to how our vision was, you know, we are like, oh, we see the flaws. We see the camera was a little too shaky in this one scene. So you see how it's made, you see where you could have done better and it doesn't line up to your vision, but uh, someone else is going to watch and be like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Like, this is so good. There's been so many projects that I put out where I was like, oh, I'm not really happy with this. And then it gets like, ton of good feedback i'm like all right well maybe i don't suck <laughs> yeah or it's like uh i had this one client i i he's just a phenomenal artist and um one music video we did i spent weeks on the lighting plan um did these crazy lighting breakdowns and everybody was like everybody in the industry was like yo this is cinematic shit like this is beautiful <laughs> you killed it and i'm like yeah this is pretty good and then the next time we shot with that client we just shot it impromptu in a hotel room with one light and I just did a whole bunch of Cole Bennett effects on it. People are losing their mind over it. And I'm like, dude, this is terrible. Like the other <laughs> one was good. They're like, nah, this is way better than the other one. I was like, what? God, yeah, I don't, everyone has different standards. So, and you're always yeah. going to hold yourself to the highest standards. So. Exactly. I feel like that's another tip for beginners of, you know, you're always going to hold yourself to a higher standard. You just got to keep making stuff. Absolutely. So, um, that music video, uh, are you able to say who it was with the one that you like a seat on that? Like, is that, that's coming out? Is that the one that you kind of wanted to premiere? Um, oh no, that's, that's no. Cause that's not really my project too much. Um, that's with, what was her name? Her name's Kate Weston. Uh, okay. she's from, she lives here now, but she had, she kind of had a, a rise to fame back in like the early two thousands. She had a, a YouTube cover video kind of go viral. She was on the Ellen show and uh, kind of was in that cover artist phase of YouTube when cover mm -hmm. artists were a really big deal. Um, and then, so she just released a song as, I think it was kind of like a, she was dealing with the depression of coming down from that high of like that yeah. short period of fame. So it was, a, it was a really fun project, but the music video I, I wanted to promote is actually, he's, his name's Trent, Trent Thompson. He's from Charlotte. Um, I met him at a, a friend's wedding here. Um, and I was listening to his music. I was like, Hey bro, if you ever want to shoot a music video, come, come out to Wisconsin and I'll hook you up. And he came um, out. Yeah. He flew out. He had some, some, uh, frequent flyer miles that he used up to, uh, come out here. Have you, have you released anything from that one? Yeah, that one's, it released recently. Okay. Um, it kind of had a slow release cause he was trying to figure out the best way to market it and stuff. Uh, he sent me a few songs to choose from off of uh, a project he has coming up. And I guess he was working with a bunch of different directors. There was, I don't know if you know someone named Mate Hudson, he works at Elevation, um, but he's also in Charlotte. Oh, I thought it was Maddie Hudson. No, it's Mate. So he did one with him, um, which he actually took the song that I wanted to do. So uh, picked one of the songs from the list. And I don't know, my process is always kind of like, listen to the song a few times through, um, just try to, kind of write down whatever the first imagery that comes to my head is um, and roll with that. I knew it wanted to be, I wanted it to be a, a performance piece because, you know, zero budget. So is the, the way to go. Cause you know, you don't want to try to get your friends to act in a music video and have it just ruin the music video as a whole. So um, um, knew I wanted to go with uh, like fire and all that. So um, I really just kind of planned around a fire and, um, the song's called Born Again, so it was really kind of like a, a dead-to-life thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I really wanted to kind of like symbolize like he's burning off like his his old ways. So kind of playing the whole video around um, fire and starting from like a depressed state to finally like kind of feeling free that you let go of. Where'd you get the look, the idea for the look? I saw a frame from, I actually don't even know what the movie is because I was on, I saw a frame on Pinterest um, and it was a shot of Joaquin Phoenix running through like a field and it was dragged out. All right. Well, I want, I love that scene. And I actually have one of the, the scenes of it is he's running through this like plowed through field here. Um, so I kind of took that frame for the video, but, um, was it the one from the master when he's running from the people in Mexico? It might've been, I don't know. I saw it on Pinterest, so I don't even know what the movie actually is. Okay. Cause um, I, I do remember there was one scene where he like gives somebody, uh, like, hundred proof alcohol made from like chemicals in Mexico. And then they like chase him through a plowed field. So I think it's from the master. Yeah, it probably was then. That sounds about right. As far as like the look of the color, I knew I, I wanted it to kind of capture the mood of the song of it just being, he's kind of, kind of coming from like a, a depressed state of like, he was told these certain things his whole life and then kind of discovered this new truth. Um, and, I've, I've been in a similar state, so I kind of, I knew how to like create the mood visually, mm-hmm. um, or just trying to show that emotion. So like, I, I was just kind of messing with the color and I started going towards this super like low contrast, um, look, cause I feel like I, I feel like that kind of, that captured that, that emotion of like, you know, it's, it wasn't like a bright feeling and it wasn't like yeah. the super punchy dark, but it was, it was kind of like a, in the middle how can uh people find that that music video it was born again by trent thompson and how can they find it um it's on his youtube page so if you um just youtube his name trent thompson um or it's on my vimeo account so if you go to my instagram handle um or my yeah go to my instagram and in the bio we'll link you right to it okay and i'll have to i'll have to rip a couple of those videos off vimeo so i'll put that on your um demo but i appreciate it man this was great and it's good to like get to know you all right sweet bro it was good talking with you yeah um i'm just gonna let me cut real quick